Hey there, this is Jill. Welcome back to the Pickle Jar. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit more about an adrenal crisis emergency injection kit, why you should have one. And I hope you have one. And if you don't, you need to listen to this episode. Um, Before we get started, um, if this is your first episode tuning in. Welcome to the Pickle Jar. I am again, Jill. I've lived with primary Addison's disease for about 11 years, 11, 12 years since I was 35 years old. Um, And I started the Pickle Jar because I knew there was a need for our community to connect. A lot of us never um, meet anyone with adrenal insufficiency. Um, We are geographically spread out. We are a rare bunch. And I know there's a thirst for knowledge there. There's a thirst for people wanting to improve their quality of life and to share. And that's what the pickle jar is all about. So obviously the pickle jar, people with adrenal insufficiency are known for salt cravings, known for loving pickles. So there's your pickle jar. And each pickle in that jar represents one of us, all of us with adrenal insufficiency and all of us living with chronic illnesses, invisible illnesses. We are all those pickles together in that jar. So Thank you for joining me. And again, today's episode is a little bit more about an adrenal crisis injection kit. I wanted to do an episode on this because I've heard such mixed things over the years from people. Some of us, you know, we get diagnosed, we're given the injection kit, we're taught how to use it. Um, Some of you are like, I know I need one. I've heard, I've heard, I've tried to get one from my doctors and they will not give me one. Um, Often what I hear is people say, well, unless you're on vacation, you don't need one. Or if if you feel well, just go to the emergency room and get some IV solucortef that way. Um, And then there's some people who have never even heard about it and it's never even been brought to their attention. So it's estimated from the Addison's Disease Self-Help Group in the UK that about eight to 10 of us go into a eight to 10% of us have a crisis on a yearly basis. Um, So it's very, very important that we all have an injection kit. And I'm going to tell you why, Um, because there's a lot of reasons why or a lot of situations we might be in where we need a kit. Like, so for example, there's the obvious, we might get an injury or an illness that throws us quickly into a crisis. Um, You might be in a car accident. You might um, be stuck in traffic. You might be in the ER of a waiting room and be be with medical professionals that don't understand the urgency of your care. And I've heard numerous times of people being in the hospital, waiting for IV steroids, waiting to be seen, being extremely ill and being ignored and having to give their emergency kits in the waiting room. Um, if you're traveling, I live in Canada. If I'm stuck in a snowstorm and I can't get to the hospital, you might have a 40 minute drive, an hour drive to the hospital, depending on where you live. Um, You know, maybe there's a tropical storm. Who knows? You have no idea. I almost got ran over once in a Walmart parking lot by, by a car. And I remember thinking, oh, thank goodness I have my emergency kit on me because if I was knocked unconscious or anything like that, and I can't communicate, I hope that they can find my kit and find the instructions in my kit. And they are going to know that this person laying there needs help and she needs it desperately to save her, her life. Um, I've always told people that you can't kill me by giving me my medication. Like you cannot hurt me by giving me an injection. If you doubt it, it's not going to hurt me, but you could kill me by ignoring it, second doubting it, and not giving my me my medication. So it's so, so important to have an emergency kit. Um, now, quickly, some signs of an adrenal crisis. I've had crisis 
Um, my first major crisis, I really had no real symptoms. It was just pure physical exhaustion. And I all of a sudden went into a crisis. Um, my last most recent one was um, like major one was an infection. And again, just physical exhaustion. Um, I've been in the hospital numerous times in the last 10, 12 years for solucortef. I just knew, I trusted my instincts. I just knew there was something wrong. It was like that storm starting to brew inside your body. And you're just like, something's just not right. And I can always feel that it's getting out of control. And my theory is I want to get to the hospital and I want to stop it. I know it needs IV steroids and I want to stop it before they actually have to really save my life. Right. So, so that's kind of my view. And I can feel that storm kind of to bubble and rumble inside of me. I know something's desperately wrong and I need to get some IV steroids to stop the crisis from progressing. Um, so signs, some signs of a crisis is nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, um, behavioral changes, I personally find I do cross a line when I'm going into crisis where honestly, I just don't care anymore. It's like, it's definitely a mental state and I'm just so weak and just so lost. I just can't think straight anymore. Um, I'd be like sometimes difficult speaking. You can get pale, clammy. I actually have in my kits, some of my kits, a winter hat um, because I know I'm going to get cold. And if that hat could help me with um, body regulation of my temperature, it's going to help me fight the crisis a little bit. Um, rapid uh, pulse or breathing, abdominal pain in your back, um, in your sometimes in your legs, um, headache, dizziness, um, you get very weak, low or even possible high blood pressure, um, low blood sugar, fever or an infection, or even possibly seizures. So basically what happens when we're going into a crisis, when it gets desperate, our body's basically shutting down and going into shock. We're going to go into organ failure and we're in the stages of death is really what it is to be blunt about it. So it's very important. I have to say is to trust those instincts. And if you're someone listening that loves somebody with Addison's disease, um, let me share with you some advice I gave to my kids um, years ago, because I was very sick in my initial diagnosis with a fever. And I remember my son, he was, I, uh, he was maybe 12, 13 at the time. And I'd been in bed sleeping and I had remembered in at some point in the evening, he had come and placed his hand on my forehead. And in the morning, I thanked him for checking on mommy. Thank you for checking on mommy and making sure you were okay, that I was okay. And he, I remember him looking at me, he goes, I go, and I said, I go, I felt you touch my forehead. And he said, mommy, I touched your forehead because I thought you were dead. And that just broke my heart that my kids have to live with that. But it was something I've always been very open to them about that. Um, mommy's got a very serious illness. Mommy takes very good care of herself. And although mommy looks well and takes her medicine, mommy's health can change very quickly and mommy might pass away. Mommy might die. And I had those tough conversations with them because I was trying to think ahead of their mental well-being if the worst case scenario happened despite everything I did, I wanted them to move forward in their life going, you know what, mommy said it was okay. Mommy said we did everything we could. Um, mommy told us that she might get sick and she might die. And that's just part of mommy's story. And I was very honest with them saying, you know what, you try your best. If you're in a situation that you have to help me. And if mommy doesn't survive, that's okay. Mommy knows you've tried your best. And we might have medical people that help that you think can help, but they might not know how to help. And that's got to be okay too, because 
they're just human and mommy's got something really rare and they just might not know what to do. But we're working hard at trying to figure out exactly, have everything in place so that mommy can be okay. So that was kind of, um, so just keep that in mind. I told him, you know what, if you're ever worried about mommy, you call 911. There's never, mommy's never going to be upset that you called 911 and mommy was okay. Okay. We always, we always go with the worst case scenario. Okay. And we, and we stay safe. That it's our responsibility to keep ourselves safe because we are going to get into situations, unique situations with people unaware of how to treat us. So we need to keep working and moving forward and make progress on all the provisions we can do to advocate and to take care of ourselves. So what um, should you have in your kit? Um, I have multiple kits, but some of the main things you should have in your kit is 100 milligram vials of solucortep. And you should have multiple things of some of these things. Cause if you drop it, if it breaks, if something happens, you want to have backup. So a couple hundred milligrams, um, uh, vials of solucortef, they have yellow lids. Um, my doctor also prescribed for me 250 milligram solucortef, uh, cause he said sometimes hundred milligrams just isn't enough. And, um, in June, when I had my crisis, he gave me 250 milligrams of solucortef in a matter of 10 minutes. And, very possibly saved my life with that. I had both vials on me in my purse. So that was crucial for me in that moment. Um, alcohol wipes, you should have a few syringes, um, three millimeter syringes, um, a couple of them, probably 22 gauge, gauze pads, band-aids. I would recommend instructions because if you can't do it, if somebody finds you, you want instructions for them to read through to be able to administer your meds to you. Um, your medical information, if you can have a little card, some type of information, um, letters from your doctors, anyone, anything that you can think of to advocate for yourself. Think, always think worst case scenario. You can't communicate. This needs to communicate for you. Um, and contact information for your advocates. Um, if you have enough space in some of your kits, you could even have some electrolyte packages. Always have oral medication on you, extra oral medication. Now I use my treatment through an infusion pump. Um, I still have hydrocortisone tablets on me all the time for backup. Um, Anti-nausea tablets, anything like that, that you might need to maintain your electrolytes. So every kit might look a little bit different depending on space and everything like that. Um, and then where do you keep these kits? Now, some people just have one kit. I already said I have multiple kits. I have, I try to think where might I be if something happens? So I have one in my car. I have one in my purse. Um, since my crisis in June, I put one in my nightstand beside my bed. Cause I'm thinking if I wake up in the night, I'm a single mom and I'm all alone and I have my phone and I can call for help, but I need my meds. I need my kit and I need it now. I might not be able to get out of bed to, to get it. So there's one by my med hall closet. I have one in my basement. Um, I have one in my garage. I've spoke to my neighbors. If you ever find me lying in the yard or something looks really off, please try and find my emergency kit and call 911 for me. Um, if you have a garage out back that you spend a lot of time woodworking or doing any type of work where you spend a lot of time where you might get injured and might not be able to get to your main kit, you want to have backup kits with you. So they're super, super important. There's a lot of really great resources out there for your emergency kits. You can go to the um, Addison's Disease Self-Help Group of the UK. 
absolutely amazing. Um, they have that great book, Living with Addison's Disease, that you can order on Amazon. I highly recommend it. You're going to get some great tips in there about just your whole regime and your adrenal insufficiency. Get the book, read it. I read it in a couple hours. It's a great resource to keep on hand. It's great to pass on to, you know, your friends, your family, your coworkers, anyone that's willing to take the time to educate themselves. It's a great book for them. Um, there's also the Canadian Addison Society. They have great resources, letters you can print off, instructions, all kinds of different things that you can do so you can have the best kit possible. So what do I recommend for you? First of all, if the moral of this pickle story today <laughs> is if you do not have a kit, if you do not have a kit, we need to advocate and we need to get you a kit. And if you need help, let's somehow find your help. Find your um, advocacy groups, the Canadian Addison Society. Um, I've started Team Addison's Canada. You know, I can try and help you. The um, the self-help group in the UK, find wherever you live, find somebody to help you. And if that doctor won't do it, find another doctor that will. I recommend multiple kits. Okay. Don't just have one. You need to have a kit on an emergency kit on you on all the time. You go for a trail walk and you slip and you sprain your ankle or something. You might need that emergency kit. Okay. Please. It's very serious. You need to have it with you. It's a simple, simple thing to do. A little bit of effort that can honestly save your life. If you already have a kit, what I would recommend doing is, you know what, have, you know, just take a few minutes and think, is it the best kit that I can, I have? Is there anything I need to do? Is there anything I need to update in that kit? Is your medical information up to date? Has the medication expired? Check your expiry dates. One thing I, you know, I read in the living with Addison's disease, um, the self-help group book from the UK is like, they said, you know, check your for expiry medication but expired medication is better than no medication. You need to take this medication. Get, and I loved in this book, they kept saying, you need to take your medication. You need to be prepared. As soon as you don't feel well, you need to take something. And they always use the words, get yourself safe. So you're going to do your emergency injection. You're going to make yourself safe. And then you're going to go to the ER and say, you know what, I've made myself safe. I've taken an emergency kit, but there or emergency injection, but there's something wrong and I need help. I need saline solution. I, you know, I might need more solucortab and you need to figure out, you know, the cause of the crisis. If you don't know, you need to figure out the cause and figure out moving forward, how you're going to adjust your medication to keep you safe and to keep you here. It's so important. So that is the moral of that pickle story today. Get a kit if you don't have one and revamp your kit. Um, if you already have one and please have kits in multiple locations, think about where you need those kits and have them available for you. So thank you again for joining me on another episode of the pickle jar. We have so many wonderful things coming up. Um, if you're interested in sharing your story, I want as many stories as we can share here. Um, you can email me at the pickle jar at rogers.com. Something else that's going to be coming up is I'm going to call them pickle tributes. Um, I'm going to open up the doors if there's anyone who would like to pay tribute to anyone who has passed away of adrenal insufficiency. Um, I would be honored for you to use this as a platform to share their story. Um, I'm going to be sharing my father's story in the next few days with you. He had primary Addison's disease and he passed away when he was 56. He passed away from adrenal crisis. He passed away about six years before my diagnosis. And 
I've lived with Addison's disease all my life. He was diagnosed before I was born. So um, I want to honor him, honor his story. Um, My dad was my hero. He was my Indiana Jones. And I want to share how he passed away in hopes that it helps somebody else and keeps somebody else safe. So, so I hope you join me for that episode as I share him with you. So again, if you're interested in sharing anything with me, please email the pickle jar at rogers.com and please, please get yourself an emergency injection kit. And if you need help, reach out and advocate and let's get you one. So thank you again. And until next time, please be well, my pickles.